Welcome everyone to the Spurs Brothers Podcast, where we take a not-so-in-depth look at all things Tottenham. Episode 20, everybody. We're going to have to name it the Welsh Mafia. The Welsh Mafia. Showing up. At least one of them is. Gareth Bale is obviously stealing the headlines, which he deserves, and we're going to name this episode in his honor. The Welsh it, Mafia. Worth it because, you know, I spent five minutes today looking up what weird hand sign is that he does every time he scores, so it's good to know. Not L for Lucas, as he uh, as Gareth Bale was begrudgingly admitting at the end of the Burnley game, but uh, he just wanted to ruin the whole party. <laughs> so this episode is not called episode 20, Lucas, L for Lucas, it is called episode 20, the Welsh Mafia. Nothing against Lucas, but he can work on his celebrations. Okay. <laughs> Neither here nor there. Got uh, some team news to go over. This week, we had two games. We saw our Tottenham boys play two home games, which was awesome. We played Wolfsburger AC in the Europa League. We had a game against Burnley. We'll see how that one went. We'll step into the room for improvement, and we've got a, a cool look ahead. Looking at team news, we have some women's team news again, which is good. After a few weeks of them playing off, uh, they actually played at the exact same time as the men's game, which is really frustrating if you ever want to watch the women's game, and they decide to book them at the same time as the men. But they lost today to Everton, two goals to Everton's three. Everton took the lead on two early penalties, and Spurs came all the way back into the game and tied it at the hour mark, only to immediately concede the winner. So tough loss for the women against an Everton team. You would have hoped to get something out of that result. I will say there is some good news as far as the Tottenham women are concerned, because our exciting Young 20-year-old striker Jessica Naz, who's played a few times this season and is just getting back into the team, missed all of last season due to an ACL injury, but now again playing, has signed a new contract until 2022. She might be one of our best bright young stars for the women's team. She's going to do her best to fill that Alex Morgan-sized hole at the front of our line. So good for her to be playing again after that injury and good for her to get a new contract. Other bit of news related to injuries is Gio Lacelso is training with the team again and it was posted Love a lot that. of yeah a lot of team media had videos and pictures of him posted training with the team he's coming back from a really bad hamstring injury over a month ago he's still recovering from that and needs to regain his fitness so it's probably going to be a few more weeks before we see him which kind of lines us up for the north london derby on sunday march 14th so what a comeback if that was it but he's just that quality of a player that he could add something even though in some and we ways know jose like loves him for whatever that's worth yeah, yeah. Looking ahead as well, after getting by Wolfsburger AC, it's Dinamo Zagreb, who we're going to play next, based out of Zagreb in Croatia, in the round of 16. They beat the Champions League dropdowns Krasnodar, who were one of the weaker teams in the Champions League and barely got out of surviving pass last pace in their group. And they were beaten by Zagreb, who will have to play next. It's probably one of the nicest draws we could have gotten. Again. One of the easier teams, yeah. There may be a few others still left in the competition that are, you know, Spurs really shouldn't be losing to any of those teams, but we picked one of them. When you look at some of the other teams we could have matched up against, for example, Manchester United is tied against AC Milan, who are currently top, or they just fell behind Inter. So second place in Serie A. Arsenal drew against Olympiacos. Again, that's probably going to be a battle. And Should be Olympiacos versus Benfica and our boy Yanni really, really. and Adel Rapt. They were so close, the former Spurs knocking Arsenal out. Arsenal Be- did not deserve it. The late shit winners, it's just not fair. The other crazy draw is Roma, tough Italian side, playing against Shakhtar Donetsk, who isn't somebody you never really want to face in European competition because they can beat anybody on their day, you'd think. 
and that's another Champions League drop-down team. So crazy teams left in the Europa League, we don't have to play the craziest teams. One other bit of news that's really interesting that came out is an interview that Tangai Ndombele gave. Really his first big, long interview since he's been at Spurs other than when he first joined the team. And I think the most interesting thing about it was, and the thing that jumped out to me, he was asked about this summer after a pretty much a nightmare season, not really getting played under Mourinho, not really enjoying training when he first came to Spurs under Pochettino. And when he wanted to go elsewhere, Daniel Levy basically told him no. And this is a quote saying, you're too stubborn. You need to stay here and play. So Daniel Levy convinced Tangan and Dombele to stay and convinced Mourinho to work with him, get him back into the team. And that's a huge that's part badass. of where we are. So well done, Daniel Levy, for not letting him go because he's been yeah, we phenomenal need this season. He, we need him. He's not like a want. He's a need. Yeah. Uh, so really crazy, interesting details with that interview. There's a few articles about it you can check out. And that does it for yeah. our team news. Yeah, good on you, Tangai. We love you, bud. That takes us to our Europa League match. And as we already mentioned, having drawn Zagreb in the next round, we got by Wolfsburger AC. I don't think anybody doubted it with us taking a 4-1 win in the first leg. And now at home, we won it again, and this time with four goals and none conceded. But really, we have to talk about Deli Alley, who did not Deli take long Alley. to stamp this game as his. And it was just 10 minutes in when he, you know, I watched I watch this play back in the replays, and it's the not just up. the finish, but yeah, the buildup. He draws two Wolfsburger midfield players, gets absolutely clattered in the middle of the midfield, but moves the ball onto Lamella, gets right back up, sprints to catch up to the play, catches the ball on the outside of the box, speeds it wide to Daugherty, and then makes the run into the box. The old where he catches go. that return cross from Daugherty, and a great touch to set up the bicycle kick, and just connected it perfectly. A thing of beauty. World I mean, bringing it down game. with one touch in the box is never easy, but, you know, seeing that touch bounce, you know, kindly as your back is facing the goal and being able to manipulate your body to, at the split second, bicycle kick it into the far corner. The connection, the whole thing, the... Perfectly the, into the, the corner. The bravery, the creativity, the... Yeah. Oh, the genius. What a absolutely. goal. Yeah, what absolutely. Yeah. No he goalie in the world saves that. And he's outside the penalty spot. He was still like 16 yards away when he hit that bicycle kick. So just he an incredible it. finish. Just, Big smile yeah. brought to his face, which it's, yeah, it's perfect. Probably his second best ever Tottenham goal, which yeah. is amazing that it's not his best. Yeah. Now, Wolfsburger did try to get back into it. But after that goal, 10 minutes in, it was pretty much just going to be a procession of Spurs outplaying him and we had a few other chances right before halftime one moment i have to mention is that lamella won the ball back out of nowhere creating a counterattack. fed it to vinicius who was in after rounding the goalkeeper but couldn't finish on the open net because a recovering defender sliding on the line was able to get it out and then they cleared it away so yeah we had that really close chance bergwine forced a good save out of the goalkeeper right before halftime but wolfsburger got back into it at least for this game if not the tie in the second half, it looked like when their striker, Diang, got in behind our entire defense and Dyer probably fouled him or just that gave him a like nudge. like a foul, didn't it? It was something there. And they had VAR, but... It nudged him off balance and he was in on Joe Hart right there. So really lucky, I think, for us that they didn't look back at that and see enough contact that... Because that would have been a red card for Eric Dyer, even with the minimal contact. Yeah. So lucky to escape that. 
And that would have changed the game, over. obviously, and maybe, maybe the not tie, the tie, but yeah, know. yeah, it would have been it made it a lot harder. And just minutes after that, Delhi with another bit of magic, an inch perfect cross, all the way across to the far post from the far side of the field, finding Vinicius. And the one I love about this is Vinicius actually points where he wants to make the yeah. run, and Delhi just feeds it perfect cross. So another world class bit of magic from Delhi, and another good finish from Vinicius, who would end up getting two. Wolfsburger really at this point were pretty much out of it. They had a couple chances for their striker Jovic, who gave us trouble in the first half, but he wasn't able to give Hart any trouble. And then Bale came on and got his say in the game. It was another assist from Delhi, and Bale one time just pings it upper ninety to make it three 0 That was pretty awesome. Absolute stunner of a goal. Absolute stunner. He sure wasn't made it look come easy. On. Yeah, he wasn't going to come on and not say have something to say about it. We made a two host guys, of other man. subs. Just like, yeah. It's not like yeah. they're given tons of opportunity, obviously, under Jose Mourinho. And they haven't with been, what for sure. little they've been given, I just the statements that they're laying down is just it's impressive. I love it. People have said a lot about Bale being a disappointment, but I still look at like the stats that he's returned, even if his his performances haven't looked like him. Yeah, but even a few months ago better. he was scoring, yeah. So a bunch of other subs came out into the game, including 16-year-old Dane Scarlett, who had already had his Tottenham senior debut earlier this season. But he made a difference in the game with some relentless pressing and good running, and he was able to create a turnover right at the edge of their box. It looked like he was going to take it himself, but Vinicius took it right off his toe and finished it for him. But that's an assist for Dane Scarlett. Something out of nothing. I love that. It was awesome to see. Fun facts about that. The youngest assist ever by a Tottenham player in Europe. And it's the first time a 16-year-old has created an assist in the Europa League since some French kid named Mbappe Heard of him. recorded his first assist in Europe for Monaco way back when. Just to go over those subs, because a few players came on that made their debuts. We talked about Bale coming on for Lamella. Lucas came on for Bergwijn at the same time. We got a debut for Marcel Lavinier, who's 20 years old, played right back, coming on for Doherty. He looked good when his time on the field. Dane Scarlett, of course, came on for Deli Alley, and we had Niall John, 17-year-old, come in to play center midfield for Sissoko, another couple of, Tottenham couple senior of debut. Yeah. So, yeah, awesome to that. see. Yeah, some, I think Niall John's been with the club since he was like seven years old no or something way. like that. It's insane. Yeah, just making it to the top. It's That's something special, not only for these two, but you know for the rest of the academy as well. Yeah, that's one good thing that Mourinho has done is given these kids chances, and hopefully we see more of them in the future. Moving on to Tottenham against Burnley. This is our Premier League matchup that we are a little bit dreading because Burnley can be a tough team to beat. We should have looked at last season, though, when we beat them 5-0 and Sun scored the Pushkas Award winner for the best goal of the season. Can't do that every week. Cannot do that every week. He sure tried a few times to do something like that. He, he really wanted, wanted a goal. A goal. Yeah, yeah, he did. And the thing I liked the most about this game was that we did not have a slow start, which even though we had good moments in the game against West Ham, our slow starts to both halves is what cost us that game. Absolutely. Not to happen this week because just 70 seconds in, Bale turned in a perfect cross from Sun. And just like that, we were 1-0 ahead. That cross from Sun, I think, is what they call the quarter of uncertainty, kind of taking away the whole defense out of the game and leaving the goalkeeper in no man's land. It was yeah, in behind cross. the defense, but just enough in front of the goalkeeper that it's really tough to make a decision. And Gareth Bale scores a, uh, I think, admittedly rare goal with his right foot. Was it his right foot? It was I his right foot. didn't know he could do it. But it's just lo- it's lovely to see Gareth Bale get back on the score sheet. And 
I don't know if it's, you know, when Jose started coaching with Spurs, we saw some attacking creativity and and fearlessness. And I'm just worried that it's basically just a blip in not Gareth Bale's talent, but in the enthusiasm behind the Spurs attacking offense. It's like a a quick resurgence now that Gareth Bale and Deli Alley have basically been allowed to play, probably not by Jose Mourinho, but somebody higher up, you know. You can give Mourinho some credit for giving them the time and trying to work them back into the team. We'll see if he jumps down, in the case of Delhi, jumps down his throat again if he makes another mistake for no reason. But It's absurd, yeah. You can but tell it's the just, difference they make on yeah. the field. It Absolutely. is clear, and lovely to see Gareth get back on a score sheet. And speaking of that attacking desire, we kept it after going 1-0 up, which is something that we haven't seen Tottenham do very often this season. We created chance after chance after taking the lead. Just in the first 10 minutes, Sun played Lucasen, who ended up forcing a good save out of Nick Pope, their Burnley goalkeeper. Kane got a run at the defense, putting a shot just wide. And then Sun and Bale almost combined for a brilliant chance, and it would have been a great goal, but oh, nothing came out of that. Could have had more, yeah. But the real, the real best chance we got was a counterattack when Bale played like a forty-something yard ball to Kane to take out one of the defenders with the pass. Kane only just in two front touches. of our own box. I yeah. think he he pinged that all the way out to Kane. Just working, incredible ball, working low defensively and being there to start the counterattacks. Gareth Bale. Kane only needed two touches, and I guess you could say a third touch off of the defender Tarkowski to score at the near post. That deflection took it right over the hopeless Nick Pope as he dived for it at the near post. But that was just 15 minutes in, and we were up 2-0. It's incredible. And Gareth Bale's, Gareth Bale's distribution from the left foot, arguably better than Kane's right foot distribution, you know, from a center line position in the yeah. first midfield. You've got so. two players who can do that now for sure. That was that was pretty intense. And watching those two guys, you know, clasp hands and celebrate together is, is got to be striking fear into the defenses that we have in front of us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you also mentioned how great it was to see Bale just get on the score sheet. But in general, he played fierce today. He was fighting back, working in our defensive end. And we got to see a Gareth Bale touch. You texted me this during the I game. I saw it. Yeah, you saw it. <laughs> Where he takes the huge touch past to Vintage. no one. And then just runs around the defender to get to it. It's like how a, it's amazing like a pass. to see. Yeah, it's a pass to himself. A self pass. So Bale was at his best. It was awesome to see. And a bit of build up that Bale was involved in, recycled the ball to Regulon. He put in a great cross that took a nick off a defender but found its way to Lucas. And he neatly finished in the box. Lucas's quick feet and can be deadly if he gets it in the box. So Lucas got his goal and going into halftime it was three nil. Great reaction from Lucas, yeah. The second half started with us kind of continuing to dominate, and Bale made magic happen again to make it four, curling a left-footed strike off the inside of the far post after Sun found him in space on another counter. It was a dirty finish and a great bit of build-up play by Tang and Regulon as well, and Sun getting another assist, so just like that. that. And then it was really late on in the game. Are we going to get another, or is it just going to be four? Delhi got into the mix after coming on as a sub. He played Sun in on another counterattack. Sun tried to do his best Gareth Bale impression, cutting inside and then finishing at the far post. But Nick Pope made an excellent save, getting low and stopping that curler from going in low at the far post. Now, second half Nick Pope display that can only be described as a tryout for the Tottenham Hotspur, uh, I think, starting position. We need more English players, and Larice is only getting older, so I would love to have someone like Nick Pope, where we've been linked with Dean Henderson. He made some as insane a saves. Replacement. He is a very good goalkeeper. He crunched absolutely. his body. I don't know if you've seen the still where his neck was like literally crunched underneath his body after <laughs> no, he made an insane save. Yeah, it's just putting his body on the line. That was kind of crazy. 
He had a pretty remarkable game. And then still, we had a couple chances to get it by him. Sun and Kane laid on both missed probably really good chances. Kane's, in fact, was a sitter. Tapping. Sun played him, and he barely made any contact with it all and let it go out for a goal kick. So, unfortunate to not make it five or six or seven. And what a performance that was. Looking Granted, at those, it was against Burnley. It was against Burnley, but Burnley can be tough. We maybe just have figured them out at Chris home. Wood just came on. You know, I think they had a couple of bright players, Ashley Westwood. and uh, They were missing some of their face? up top. Jay Rodriguez was, yeah. was dangerous. Yeah, but they, you know, Chris Wood comes on for his first time in six weeks, I think, and Ashley Barnes Ashley wasn't Barnes even starting yeah. a lot. wasn't even on the bench. It's Yeah, they're not the same. Taking a look at the lineups and the subs as well, we had Loris and Goal, who I think only had to make one or two saves, but was there when we needed him. He had to do very little. Sergio Reguilon got again a start at left back. We had Toby and Sanchez as the center backs. Serge Aurier outright. It's good to see him back. We had Hoiberg and Dombele at best midfield pairing that we have right now. And then, of course, it was Sun and Bale out wide underneath Kane and Lucas just behind Harry Kane playing in that central spot. Yeah, Lloris had very little to do. I thought it was nice to see uh, Sergio out there running around again, too. I thought he's going to bring quite a bit. I mean, even his, his positivity and Getting forward. courage going forward is is obviously valuable. The Toby Sanchez pairing actually looked decent today. I, I Sanchez guess Sanchez had a played, good game. played out of his socks, I guess. I still think he's touching too tight. I still think he's kind of brutally just winning headers and like going through the you know the going forwards backs, backs I, yeah. I think a better team will really learn how to punish that um his distribution is average and uh god he looks like he has deer in the headlights on possession but to his credit all those things he said, played decent he was he had he a solid good. game yeah he had a solid would have loved today. would have loved to see uh my favorite pairing toby and eric dyer get a little bit of confidence a clean sheet and uh, a little bit more time together in a game scenario, but we'll we'll see. Obviously, Jose's playing Sanchez until I don't know. We get somebody else. I don't, I don't think I don't think the center back conundrum of who our best pairing is really solved yet. But it was at least good to see answered, a good yeah. performance from two of them. Aurier outright was just fine. Average, yeah. Did what he needed to. Hoiberg and Dombele, I think both had really sneaky quiet good games. Better they than did. average. I still wish Tanga would get up the field further. I mean, he just is so far deep line, but both of those guys playing forward passes is insane. I mean, you know, Ollie Skip's probably the only guy that can play a better forward pass. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if you saw his highlight from the weekend. I did not. Oh, you saw Gareth Bale's ball to Harry Kane for the assist. Yeah. Imagine Ollie Skip doing that, but off of a bounce, kind of like Delhi scored his no. uh, over the, yeah. Off of the bounce, just in front of his uh, his own box, and just rifles a ball into the corner for his own man, beating the defense. It's incredible. That's awesome. I'll have to check it out. But yeah, then, it requires a bit of forward thinking from those two, but um, obviously they're up to the task. And uh, yeah, I don't know if Lucas's best position is behind Harry Kane in that center position. He certainly adds some energy, and he's getting amongst the goal, so that's good to see from him, even if he can be frustrating to watch sometimes. Sun and Bale couldn't have played much better. I think Sonny just needed his goal. Sun wanted it bad, and Kane just leading the lines, boy. Absolutely. He needs to get some more goals, too. He's he's closing in on Jimmy Greaves. Let's get him. And what does it say about this team that we had Sun and Kane on the field, both playing well, but it was Gareth Bale that absolutely stole the show? Yeah. Absolutely stole the he's show. He's that good. I don't, that, I, don't, I don't think either of us are, are surprised at all. We've been rooting for it since episode one. Absolutely. We'll step into the room for improvement. It is that time. Kind of a tough one to throw anybody into the room for improvement this Two week. Two 4-0 wins. Is, there's not much room for improvement on not that. Not too much to complain about. Yeah, I would argue that Sun has a small bit of room for improvement. Maybe getting Maybe that, goal, that goal 
Although two I assists, you can't two really. Two assists is pretty excellent. Yeah, what am I saying at this point? Yeah, I just I feel like I need to zip my mouth shut. Matt Doherty, I played average against Wolfsburger AC in the Euro. Did get the assist, but it was really Delhi doing all the work there. It was Delhi getting all the work, and God, he just losing his start. It looks like he's kind of starting to give up on that starting position. Not re- doesn't really feel like a battle between him and Serge at this point. It does seem like Serge Aurier has. I remember it. when Kieran Trippier was trying to just play out of his socks each week and doing everything he could for the team, probably with enthusiasm and, and encouragement from his counterpart Danny Rose but trying to beat Kyle Walker for that starting position you don't really see that drive that same drive for Matt Doherty at the moment I will say I think Doherty's best moments this season have been when he plays with Gareth Bale which I'm I don't sure know everybody's best moments are when they play with Gareth Bale <laughs> you're absolutely right but I think there's something about Gareth and I, it's something I saw him do today talking to people literally telling Serge Aurier, no, don't run out. I've got this covered. Stay home. Stay in your position. And I think that sort of talking, that sort of encouragement, that sort of communication really helps Matt Doherty especially. And going forward as well, Bale looks for him to make that overlapping run. Yeah, you're right. And gets him more of the ball. So maybe we'll see more better work from Doherty with Bale playing ahead of him. The bits of confidence, and you saw it with Wolfsburg at AC. I think I've personally been crying out for us to get end line. I did not exactly like Man City does, but they play Just to their strengths, and they yeah. they had they put the numbers in there, and they make intentional runs in behind to get to the end line so they can knock the ball back across the face. And I just I think all of our best opportunities against Wolfsburg or AC were were from Doherty and Bale getting end line, getting in behind the defense and and popping it back. So the fact that they were combining like that, I thought was encouraging. But yeah. it just is so simple to me. It's like make the runs. You'll get two, three guys, make those triangles, get end line, and just magic happens. It's just we're playing a high-probability game there. But, yeah, Matt Doherty, small room for improvement. Eric Dyer, not that he's really needs a whole lot of – Yes, one, he's like, made a I'll couple of mistakes, but – I'll agree not with a, you on this Not one. a ton of mistakes, but he needs to be playing over Davidson Sanchez. That's the only reason I'm really – I think he deserves a starting spot alongside Toby Alderweireld, who is clearly our best center back. Toby is absolutely, I think, nailing down that spot. You would hope that Dyer can continue to grow and lead and uh, just keep his focus, maybe keep his awareness in those situations where Which he I don't think he has to worry a whole lot mistakes. about. Yeah, and him and Deli Alley can, you know, reignite the, the friendship that they've had for so many years and absolutely. watching Deli play good again, I think is just all the more reason that Eric Dyer can take it to him. So All right, so who who has no room for improvement? Who are you keeping out? Gareth Bale, Harry nah, Kane. Yep. Yep. Deli Alley. Done. Yeah. That's end of conversation. Get much, yeah, I, absolutely. Deli for sure with two assists and a goal. Oh, come on. Gareth Bale lit the world on fire, I feel like, in the Burnley game and was excellent in his cameo against Wolfsburger and Harry Kane is Harry Kane. My my only comments is really if I can, throwing a you know honorable mention, Carlos Vinicius I think has been playing so well and for him to get two more goals in the Europa League is is impressive i just you know sooner or later i would have loved to see him maybe come on against burnley and just give somebody give kane a rest get him some minute get carlos some minutes in the premier league is something i think we're gonna have yeah. to see yeah i think you mentioned it that uh you know kane and son played so well is it is it a you know by by mistake that they didn't play against wolfsburg or ac i, oh, yeah. I don't is that know that it was they it had a nice little rest rested. yeah right? yeah yeah, Toby Alderweireld, uh, honorable mention, no room for improvement. But uh, go on, boys. This was encouraging, and will it happen again? Will we ever get to see it again? I, I certainly hope so. You, you think we have to build on this. The games are all winnable coming ahead, but we're going to have to keep playing and keeping our foot on the gas. We've got 
Fulham away on Thursday, March 4th, which they have put in some great performances at Craven Cottage, so that's a team to watch out for. Then we'll get to have a chance to get revenge at Crystal Palace, I should say, when Crystal Palace come to visit. These are both London derbies, but we're hosting Crystal Palace Two in on a row, yeah. Sunday, March 7th. Yep. And then it's a trip to Croatia to play Dinamo Zagreb before we have the North London Derby in the middle of March. You made mention of it earlier, but the old uh, North London Derby coming up there on uh, somebody's almost birthday. March the 14th. Day before. We're my birthday to Eve. It. Yeah. Birthday Eve, North London Derby. Uh, we're going to have to get some of these wins down going into that game after they yeah, just really. beat Leicester. So a lot of work to do. Hope we keep They're doing it. They're gunning for us. They're gunning for us. But it's nice to finally have a podcast where we feel actually optimistic at the end of it. And we'll see if Mourinho can keep the winning going and probably keep his seat a little less hot. Well, we'll see how long-lived or short-lived that enthusiasm carries on. But we'll look forward to talking about it next week. Thanks for all for listening. Yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Take care. Good night, Benny. Good night, Sam.